And we're back on this Sunday morning. Steve Cashel, Dr. Brian Cole. It is Sports Medicine Weekly. Terrific weekend and so happy you are with us. It's time now for our Ask the Doctor segment. It gives our listeners the opportunity to have Dr. Cole address their specific sports injury issues. We hope you get involved. Very easy to submit a question. Just go to our website, sportsmedicineweekly.com. On the homepage, you're going to find a link underneath the photo of Dr. Cole and yours truly. On the right side of that homepage, just click on that link and you can submit your question. Again, got a couple of good ones this week, Dr. Cole, from our listeners. First one is Dr. Cole. This is kind of simple, but uh, I want to hear the the uh, the answer as well. As I I remember this happening a lot. Uh, why does joint pain get worse when the weather changes, or is that a myth? No, I, I think there's some truth to it, Steve. I mean, uh, we don't know for sure. There's a number of theories. I I kind of simplify it with patients because they often say they feel better when they're in you know warmer, drier, uh, more arid um, uh, cities. So they say they go to Arizona and they feel great, and they come back to Chicago and they feel miserable when the weather changes and gets worse. So there's uh, some data that shows when the barometric pressure changes outside and bad weather's coming in uh, that your joints may ache more, you may have more discomfort, you know, that uh, your joint pain increases basically because uh, it may be accompanied by either higher humidity or reduced pressure and the fluid in the joint sort of sees that barometric pressure difference and leads to increasing discomfort. The other, the problem is that patients often sort of modify their activities at the same time, so we don't know for sure, but I think there's pretty good data that shows that patients who have osteoarthritis, especially of the hip and the hips and the knees, will start to feel, or they can almost predict that the barometric pressure is dropping because they get increasing joint pain and discomfort. It's not dangerous, but it can be much more uncomfortable and patients are more symptomatic at that time and often have a harder time actually increasing their activities during that. So it's an interesting phenomenon. Yeah, I remember when I was um, uh, doing uh, Bulls games uh, with my late great uh, friend, uh, one of my uh, boyhood idols growing up, Norm Van Leer, the former Bulls player, who I had the uh, great opportunity to work with for uh, six years on Sports Channel back in the uh, championship days of the Bulls. And uh, he used to laugh and say, Steve... uh, you know, I, I, could, I could see the uh, the rain is coming. My body's hurting. You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> so I always right. wonder what that meant. But I think that's has some uh, substance there. What you're talking about, right? There's a lot of truth to it. Yeah. All right. Next uh, question for you, Doctor Cole. Here in our Ask the Doctor segment, um, this comes from a parent and says, Doctor Cole, love the show. My daughter recently went in to have her knee examined. First, they did X-rays. Then they ordered a CT or CAT scan. Now, what does a CAT scan show that the x-rays don't? Well, a CAT scan is sort of a fancy x-ray. It's a, it, it basically can uh, take very thin x-rays that are sort of stacked on top of each other, so you can get a three-dimensional assessment of what a joint is, and it really looks at bone and soft tissue, but it's very good for bone. So it's not a common test. There's a little bit more radiation uh, with it, so we try to use it very judiciously. But it can show things that a two-dimensional X-ray or a flat X-ray just doesn't show. So a CAT scan basically is to get a three-dimensional view. They're very fast, uh, so it's an efficient process. Uh, it certainly takes a little bit longer than an X-ray. But when we do it for joints, we're looking to get a, a good assessment of the anatomy that you otherwise can't get with a plain X-ray. And it does give you better delineation of the bone where an MRI can't. Uh, but it's it's used in a much uh, more limited capacity than an MRI. And then take us to that next level. My own question here, Dr. Cole, is what does the MRI do that the CAT scan doesn't? 
Yeah, it's a great question, Steve. So think of a plain x-ray, sort of two-dimensional. A CAT scan is uh, three-dimensional to look at bone more than soft tissue. And then uh, an MRI can do a very good job of looking at every different soft tissue structure, uh, as well as hard tissues like cartilage bone, but ligaments, uh, tendons, uh, nerves, blood vessels, all of that can really be much more uh, de- uh, better delineated with an MRI than a CAT scan. So it's a, I think you know that's really our go-to for most things. There's a couple things that are just better seen on a CAT scan, especially fractures, when you can just sort of take all the soft tissues out of the equation and just study the bone. But most of us will get by with either just x-ray, clinical judgment, and occasional use of an MRI. And these things are are quickly accessible to doctors like yourself, right? With like the Midwest Orthopedics Rush Imaging Center. I mean, you can get these in your hands. How many minutes after the patient yeah. uh, sits down for the x-ray? Yeah, I mean, Steve, if you came in my office and needed one for uh, uh, any reason, I mean, within an hour, you would uh, you'd be able to get that done, come back up, we could look at it together. Wow, that's quick. Is that yeah. Has that changed drastically in, in your years that you've been doing this? Maybe take me back 20 years? Well, I think it's it's all about having access to the scanner, you know. So we've we've found we you know we've kind of discovered that trying to really have some level of independence from the hospital when patients are coming in has been very useful because we can get tests almost instantaneously. So we have in our office we have CAT scanners, we have MRIs, uh, uh, X-ray, PT. Uh, occupational therapy, all that stuff. So having access to this is, it just provides really good service to a patient. And plus, you know, patients are anxious. They want to get answers sooner than later. Okay, Doc, we're out of time. Great stuff. Uh, Reminder to everyone listening that podcast segments always available to hear on the Sports Medicine Weekly blog, also through Apple, Google, Spotify, Pandora, YouTube, iHeartRadio, and wherever you get your podcast audio. Net proceeds of our show, Sports Medicine Weekly, go to support orthopedic research at Rush through the LiveActiveNow.org fund. Doc, have a great week. Uh, continued uh, good health to you, your patients, your staff, and your family. Steve, you as well. Look forward to speaking with you next Sunday. Appreciate it. Many thanks to our producer, Shane Reardon. Also want to thank David Cole. He manages our website as well as our business operations. And we thank Samantha Smith from Midwest Orthopedics at Rush. For Dr. Brian Cole, I'm Steve Cashel. We say so long for now. We thank you for listening to Sports Medicine Weekly. Be back again next Sunday, 7 a.m. Central, with a brand new edition of Sports Medicine Weekly, only on 670 The Score. Have a great Sunday, everybody.